Today is Thursday, September 17th, 2020, and it is episode number 10 of In Foul Territory. I'm your host, CJ. Sitting next to me is my co-host, Derek. We had an action-packed week of baseball. We have 11 games left. 11 games, some teams with 10. Some teams with, like, 9. Yeah. Or you got, like, the Cardinals that are, like... The Cardinals have, like, 25. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We're getting down to the nitty-gritty. The nitty-gritty. We're getting into the cracks and crevices of this MLB season. Down to the last, like, two weeks. Down to the wire. We've got some interesting playoff races to talk about. And, of course, standings review and players of the week. Mm-hmm. Our, our typical awards. Our typical awards. Those. And uh, I think that will be about it for this episode, as mm-hmm. well as some fun stats I want to share. Yeah. So, I want to start off talking about um, our predictions last week. Okay. Because we had one prediction that was... Almost spot on. Yeah. I if think something I think, happens tonight. Yeah, I think uh, we should we should just get mine out of the way real quick, yep. just to and then, and then we'll kind of touch on yours because you have definitely more to talk about. Yeah, than I do. So last podcast at the end, we kind of both had our little call to action. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll talk about his in a second. I went out and I said it was going to be the Seattle Mariners this week. They were going to win out this week. They're going to be making their playoff push. Uh, they're going to come out of nowhere and surprise the world. And you know what? For the first half of the week, I was kind of right. They were like 3-1. and one. They, uh, I think they beat the Diamondbacks in 2 out of 3. And then they went and like won the first like two games against the Athletics. And I was kind of like, oh shit. Like, I might have just did something. And then they kind of... Uh, they kind of threw that idea in the garbage. And mm-hmm. they, they lost a couple of the next games. Got absolutely smoked. So uh, that one didn't go so great. But on the end of the spectrum, on the other end of the spectrum here, why don't you, uh, why don't you explain to the fans what, uh, what you got so going on? So obviously there. my call to action was uh, to tell the Yankees to get their heads out of their asses. And before I did this call to action last Thursday, the Yankees were in the middle of a 5-15 and 15 stretch, playing probably the worst baseball I've ever seen them play. And Wednesday, they won a, their last game against Toronto in that series. And Thursday, we filmed, or recorded, and I said, you know what, the Yankees are going 7-0 and this week. And we're going to push ourselves into the playoff not just the playoff race but to the AL East race and we're going to do whatever it takes to lift this trophy at the end of the season well the Yankees as of right now this minute are 6-0 and this week and have won <laughs> seven in a row they have game three against Toronto tonight at 7-0-5 if they win that game they will have gone 7-0 and this week and will have an eight-game winning streak. I think somebody was listening to the podcast. Somebody was tuning in. And you know what? The great thing is, 
is that for the most part, first six games, five games of that, or six, yeah, six games of that winning streak, there was no Stanton, no Judge, no Urshela. Jonathan Wiseco is still hurt. That's four, well, Wiseco a big piece of the bullpen, kind of, but that's three great baseball players in your lineup every day that are gone. Mm-hmm. And now you have Urshela, Stanton, and Wiseco all came back two days ago. A judge came back yesterday. Now you're fully healthy, and you just went on a eight game a current eight game winning streak, seven game winning streak. And we are looking good. We're looking really good, and they're three games back of Tampa Bay right now, which hurts when there's eleven games left and you lost like eight games to Tampa already. And don't play them again. Mm. But let's share. I have a couple fun stats. Okay. I have a couple fun stats. Okay. So obviously, last night Yankees played uh, the Blue Jays' second game of their three-game series, and game one of that series, the Yankees scored twenty runs. Oof. Twenty. Twenty runs had six homers. I think Luke Voigt had six RBIs. DJ LeMahieu had six RBIs. Either five or six. And yesterday, what did they do to follow that up? Oh, 13-2. Absolute massacre. They've scored 33 runs the last two games. Poor Toronto. They scored, they had seven home runs yesterday. Kyle Higashioka, the home run stroker, three <laughs> bombs. Three God. bombs in one game. He had one going into the game. Gosh. And Luke Voigt has 19 home runs. He's a league leader. By Luke, three. Luke Voigt <laughs> has more home runs than the Red Sox have wins. More home... The Red Sox have 18 wins. Oh, no. Luke Voigt has 19 homers. Oh, dear. Another fun one that I have written down right here. So, Aaron Hicks. Obviously, this is first year back from Tommy John. Right. He is t- 132nd in average... Oh. Among qualified baseball players. He's batting 212. Oof. But he is 23rd in on base percentage. He's got an OBP of 381. Damn, he must just go up there and walk. He pimps walks like I've never seen before. <laughs> he walks at least twice a game. Oh my god. He just does it. He he pimps walks. He doesn't swing the bat. He just pimps walks wow. and plays good defense. That's it. That's what Aaron Hicks does right well, now. You know what? As long as he gets on base, it works. It's perfectly fine. It's tried and true formula. I'm perfectly fine with it. <laughs> okay, thanks. Truck, that was nice. Anyways, back to the pod. I don't know what that was. Um, <laughs> But, yeah, they uh, there was that the Yankees starters over the last – over this win streak – is like 1.48. Wow. With like 48 strikeouts over 43 innings. And the bullpen's been just as good. Mm-hmm. Like we're getting seven inning starts from Cole. We're getting seven inning starts from Davey Garcia. Getting six innings plus from Tanaka. Jay Haps had good starts. Monty's had a couple good starts. They are just, they're coming together at the perfect time after such a terrible middle of the season. Mm-hmm. That they're making, they're making me 
they're making me reinvest myself and I'm kind of <laughs> scared because I know I'm going to get my heart broken in October again. Are you going to drink the Kool-Aid? I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. I'm waiting. You're like, you're looking at it. You got a nice full glass of Kool-Aid and you're kind of reaching the straw in there, you know, but you're not sipping it just quite yet. I'm waiting. Okay. Because this is scary. The Yankees schedule. So they play Toronto today. Then they have a four-game set against Boston. Uh, three games against Toronto again. And then three games against the Marlins. I think that's it mm. for the season. Maybe it's a four-game set against Toronto. I don't remember. But I tell you, this team, they're three games back. And I'm looking at the standings right now. Tampa Bay is four and six in their last ten games. The Yankees are seven and three, obviously won seven in a row. And Tampa's been playing teams like the Red Sox and the Marlins during that streak. So, I'm, it's not impossible. No, it's not. But they fucked themselves by being so bad against the Rays that three games with 11 games left and you don't play them again. Mm-hmm. That's tough. But we'll get more into it when we talk about the standings, which I think we're going to get into or do you want to do player of the week first? Um, you know what? Let's switch it up. We always usually do standings first, um, and we do player of the weeks after. Let, let's switch things up this week. All right, I've been talking for a while. Start us off. All right. So we're going to be going uh, for player of the week this week. And now, this is a guy, 27 years old. This is, uh, I mean, he, he was kind of up in the majors last year, didn't really do anything. He was up this year, didn't really do much, but let me tell you what. This week, this gentleman absolutely bursted onto the scene, is having one of the most impressive stretches in so far this season, just because of nobody knows who this guy is. No one's heard of him. Mm-hmm. He's coming out of nowhere. And if you haven't already figured it out, this is the Los Angeles Angels' first baseman, Jared Walsh. It's a good pick. Now, if you haven't been paying attention to much baseball, for anyone listening to this, you I mean, wouldn't know who the hell this guy they is. They definitely haven't been watching Angels baseball. That's what no, I'm sure. No. This guy, Gerald Walsh, let me tell you, 13 for 27 this week, 5 homers, 12 RBIs, 517 on base percentage. I saw, I saw a stat where it was like he homered in, because I believe his, his home run streak, or I don't know if it was a streak, but even carrying on before this week, mm-hmm. it was like... He homered in six of his first, like, seven games when he got, like, called up yeah. from the alternate site. Mm-hmm. Like, that's just impressive. Like, he, he was at the alternate site, I believe, like, all season so far, and he just kind of got called up. Probably they didn't expect much out of him, you know, just give him some starts. And then he comes in and dominates. Mm-hmm. Absolutely impressive. You know, great, great guy. Looks like an all-around great guy. He's, he's a good person. Seven homers, I believe he's at right now. It's my player of the week. Now, my pitcher of the week, there's an easy answer. But we're going to talk about that easy answer later. I'm not going to give it to him. Oh, okay. Because there's another guy. He didn't quite have a no-hitter. He almost did, though. Mm -hmm. Now, we're talking about Brady Singer. Mm. Kansas City Royals. This week, 2-0, two quality starts, 14 and two-thirds innings pitched. Had 16 strikeouts, and he did not allow a single run. Not a single one. 14 and two-thirds. For a team struggling right now like Kansas City, their pitching 
is going bananas right yeah. now. They have two starting pitchers. Um, the other one, his name is escaping me right now, but they they, they both, in two starts, didn't give up any runs. Mm-hmm. Um, they got the guy in the bullpen. Um, gosh, I, I can't remember his name either. They're both escaping me. But he hasn't given up any runs in, like, five innings that he's pitched. Like, that team is going nuts right now for pitching. Yeah. If only they had hitters, they'd be good. But Brady Singer, he's here to stay. He's coming to play. He's good. He's good. I think against... I think it was against the Tigers. He had a no-hitter into, like, the seventh inning, I mm-hmm. think. And then he had the one against the Indians, which was into, like, the seventh or eighth. Yeah. So this guy is, like, coming out of nowhere mm-hmm. right now. And I'm kind of excited for this kid. I like him. Yeah. I don't like that he's on Kansas City, but I like him. And that's going to be my pitcher of the week. What do you got? All right. So Yankee-heavy episode for me because they've been so hot. <laughs> my player of the week is... A guy I like to call, I call him Luke Newcomb. <laughs> Luke Newcomb, I Luke like Luke Voigt, who is cementing himself as a top three MVP candidate for sure this year. Absolutely carrying this Yankee lineup. This week, seven runs, eight hits, five bombs, 15 RBIs. He struck out three times. Betting 333, 958 slugging, and a 1278 OPS. He was an absolute monster this week. He hit one home run yesterday. He hit two home runs two days ago. He hit one home run yesterday. He had a, it had a 47-degree launch angle, and it was in the air for seven and a half seconds. An absolute fucking moonshot oh of a home run. God, he hit that thing at Jupiter. He hit it so high and so far. It was insane. But he just... He just comes out every game, and he just it at this point he just hits a home run like every game. <laughs> like he's just so hot, there isn't a place to pitch him. And speaking of pitchers, my pitcher of the week, uh, I'm going with. You know, you have Sonny Gray and Trevor Bauer on the Reds, right? Two absolute studs, but nobody's been talking about this guy. The number three. But he's not really the number three. He's kind of like the number one. Mm-hmm. It's Luis Castillo. So this week, Luis Castillo made two starts. He went 2-0. He had an ERA of .56. He pitched 16 innings, allowed five hits and one run, with 16 Ks, four walks, and a whip of .56. He was an absolute monster this week. And especially for a team like the Reds that have suddenly pushed themselves into the playoffs. Yeah. That I don't know how it happened. Right. They but just they're got here. Hot. They're here. I doubt they're here to stay, but they're hot. <laughs> yeah, I don't think they're here to stay either. They're hot. And their pitching has been great. They've had some hot hitters. And Luis Castillo, this week, the hottest pitcher for them. Mm-hmm. What about your fun award? My fun award? So, if you've been keeping up with the pod, you know that my special award i never like to disappoint it's always a funny one always a funny one this time though i gotta dial it back i gotta this is a more serious one all right this is what i'm calling the give them a round of applause award round of applause you know who it goes to who off of the detroit tigers we're talking about jamer candelario Give this guy a round of applause. Listen to this. Right now, 
Jamer Candelario is eighth in the MLB in batting average, third in the American League. He's hitting 333 on the season. Uh, he's got seven home runs, 28 RBIs, and like I said, 333 in only 45 games. This guy, rem- let me remind you, in 2017, the Tigers traded Alex Avila and Justin Wilson to the Chicago Cubs for Jamer Candelario and Isaac Perez. I think that was a pretty good deal. Alex Avila's not relevant. And Justin nope. Wilson, I don't even know. Justin if... Wilson is on the Mets. Yeah. So, so that already tells you enough. Exactly. Isaac Paredes came up, Grand Slam's first career home run. Mm-hmm. Doing all right. Doing good things. Jamer Candelario, bursting on the scene. Now let me tell you this, though. In the two seasons where Jamer Candelario has been up in the Major League roster where he tallied at least 100 at-bats in that season, he's never hit over 224. Oh, <laughs> 224? 224 is his highest average in a season that he had over 100 at-bats. Mm. In 94 games that he played last season, his total stats, he had eight home runs, 32 RBIs. In more than, less than half that, he's already surpassed that, basically, this season. Wow. Last year, I think he struck out 99 times in, like, 376 at-bats. Oh, so he's Gary Sanchez. Yeah. This year, I think, in 160. 70 at-bats, he struck out 39 times. Damn! Jamer Candelario has completely done a 180. Mm-hmm. This is a guy who, every time he came up, you were pumping high fastballs to him because he couldn't touch him. Yeah. That's been his problem ever since that he came up. He was he was pretty good at first. Like Everyone seems to be good at right at the beginning because mm-hmm. they don't know how to pitch him. They figured out Jamer can't handle fastballs up high and he can't handle curveballs down at his knees. He solved those issues, and then some. He's hitting everything. He's not trying to do too much. He's not swinging for the fences. He's popping singles left and right. He's popping them in the gaps. Some extra base hits. I just, I got to give this guy a round of applause. He's because good. He is absolutely turning his career around. He's looking like the guy that everyone wanted him to be. Mm-hmm. And I just, I love it. Because I've been such a big critic of him. And seeing him perform like this, being the best hitter in our lineup, it's pretty. It's pretty cool to see. So, that's my player of the week, or my not my player of the week. Um, my special uh, award for this week. What do you have? That's a good award, um, but I'm gonna do you one better. So my fun award is the I'm the Machine Award. Okay. And I give this to no else but. Lay Machine himself. DJ LeMayhew. DJ LeMayhew this week is batting 462. Four homers, nine RBIs, with 11 runs scored, 12 hits, and he had five doubles to go along with that. As well as playing the amazing gold glove level defense that he always plays. This is a guy that absolutely positively is probably the best hitter in baseball right now the best pure hitter in baseball the best pure hitter on the Yankees and a quote that I have from Luke Voigt he is the best freaking hitter I've ever seen in my life (laughs) DJ LeMahieu has 
I believe after yesterday, five leadoff homers this this season. Wow. Five leadoff homers in 49 games. And he also missed ooh, about a week, maybe, at the start. He's an absolute monster. He's hitting home runs left and right. He's just, it's, he just hits. There's no other way to say it. He just hits. Mm -hmm. And him and Tim Anderson are currently tied for the batting title, batting 373. And he's just, he's lame machine. He is a hitting machine that cannot be stopped. You can't throw it anywhere. If you throw him inside fastballs, he's going to park it over the left field fence. If you throw him high and outside, he's going to park it over the short porch. If you throw it anywhere down the middle, it's going to be a home run to center field. There's nowhere you can throw him that he will get out. Mm -hmm. It's impossible right now. Right. I think I said it probably like in one of our first episodes, I think when DJ LeMahieu was coming back after... Uh, because I believe, what, he had COVID? Yep. He was out for like the first week or two. When he came back, I remember in that podcast, I had said that I personally believe DJ LeMahieu is, without a doubt, the most underrated player in baseball. And I still think that's true. He might be. Like, I think I said this too. Like, when you talk about the best hitters, like, you know, your first instinct and your first gut reaction isn't to think about DJ LeMahieu. No. But when you look at the numbers, he's right there. At yeah. the top of every he's chart. He's always there. He's always there. Every year where he's been a consistent starter at the major league level, and I understand he was playing in Colorado where the outfield is huge and the hitting numbers are kind of easier to maintain. Mm. But every year other than 2017 or 2018, he's been an elite hitter. He had a rough season in 2018. He came over to the Yankees two years, $24 million. That's an absolute steal of a deal. For a guy that is a gold glove winner at second base and can play literally any position in the infield mm -hmm. and hits, can hit 462 in any given week and hits 373 through 50 games mm -hmm. and last year hit 334 or whatever it was. He's just a monster. He's an absolute monster hitter. And, you know, the DJ just keeps playing hits. <laughs> the DJ's playing hits. The DJ just I keeps like playing that. hits. There's no other way to describe it. I like that. So you know what? I want to say it. Round of applause, DJ LeMahieu as well. That's gonna be. It's a he double also, award. This he week. also deserves a round of double applause. Double award. This he's week. a god. I tell you what. And now, before we move on to standings, um, this guy didn't get an award, but we have to talk about it. If you didn't know, we had our second no hitter this week. And let me tell you, the, it didn't go, it didn't come from too far away. Our first one, in the uh, the old friendly confines of uh, uh, what's their stadium called again? The um, White Sox. They changed it. Guaranteed rate, guaranteed it, yeah. rate field. Lucas Giolito had a no hitter earlier this mm -hmm. year, and uh, not too far away, uh, a little bit north, mm -hmm. Wrigleyville. Alec Mills, even though it happened in Milwaukee, it did, yeah. But uh, Alec Mills, Millsy. Coming in with the nine innings pitched, five strikeouts, three walks allowed, 114 pitches, got the no-hitter, second of the season, um, both from Chicago. Love to see that. Wasn't the most electrifying performance in terms, you know, he wasn't missing bats. He only had mm -hmm. five uh, swinging strikes the yeah. whole game. Only had five strikeouts. Yeah, five strikeouts. Um, so, you know, it wasn't a dominant performance in terms of, you know, 
14 strikeouts, you yes. know, 30 swinging strikes like some of these other guys are capable of doing. But this is a guy, that's how he's always pitched. Mm-hmm. He's never been a strikeout pitcher. He's never going to overwhelm you with his fastball. He hits 93, 94, topping out yeah. for his fastball. Um, he's got a good cutter. Um, he's great always, curveball. Yes, a great curveball. I think it's nasty. It's going like 66 miles an hour. Yeah, it's slow and it's filthy. He's always relied on his defense. He's a he's a hit to con- or he's a pitch to contact yeah. kind of a pitcher. Like a Tim Hudson, Kyle Hendricks kind of pitcher. Exactly. Yep. And it was it was so cool to see. I believe it was in the second it was in the first or second inning. Uh someone on Milwaukee absolutely smashed of all the center field and I can't remember who was playing center field, but he made I think it was Ian Happ. Mm-hmm. He made an incredible catch over his head, uh robbed him of a hit and how big that was. Mm-hmm. Like, like if that hit was in like the eighth inning, holy smokes! Yeah, the, the your heart would be pumping if you're mm-hmm. if you're a pitcher and you see that in the eighth inning and you got a no hitter going, but it was just an absolutely flawless execution of, of of a pitching performance for Alec Mills. Relied on his defense. The defense came alive for him. Made some great plays, and uh, it was interesting too. Um, I saw after the game Javier Baez. On the last out, he was sitting there and he was praying that that ball came to him. <laughs> he was like, "Please let it come to me," because he knows damn well he's the best fielder on that team. Yeah, and he'll make the play. He mm-hmm. was praying that it came up to him. And on that last at bat, ball went right up the middle. And I, I, when I was watching that, I went <clears throat> like I made a if, noise. If <laughs> they, if they're playing that game in 2010 or earlier that's an easy yeah. that's an automatic hit if you hit mm-hmm. the ball at the middle it's a hit every time yeah but in today's baseball with the shifts nope out it was a perfectly executed sh- uh, shift right to javier baez made the play sealed the no hitter absolutely incredible i love alec mills he's such a good person it couldn't happen to a better guy um so you know two no hitters on the season i don't think anyone would have called that they were both Chicago yeah. teams. Mm-hmm. Um, people, I mean, I wouldn't say we necessarily called it, but we knew it was coming. Yeah, for no hitters, we'd predicted it earlier this season. So I believe didn't... I said there was going to be three. Did you say there was going to be three? I think I said okay. there was going to be three. You know, there's still about a week and a half, two weeks left. Yeah, so exactly. it could happen. It might. You never know. Yeah, it could be a perfect game coming. Mm-hmm. Who uh, knows? But uh, to move on. Into standings. Yep, we got standings. Um, some standings reviews here. Um, we were already talking a little bit about the East, so we'll stay there for just a second. Um, Tampa Bay, like we were talking about, they're still holding on to first place. They got a three-game lead right now over the Yankees. They're sitting at thirty-one and eighteen. Um, they're they're four and six in their last ten, so they're uh, looking a bit a uh, bit down right now. And the Yankees are grabbing them by the balls. They're coming for them. I don't know if I would say that, but the Yankees are clawing back. <laughs> they're clawing back. And uh, Toronto, they, uh, they're they kind of staying on 500 baseball at the moment. They're 26-22, they're 5-5 five five in the last 10. Um, they're still in the race. They're looking like a playoff team. They will be there uh, come October, whether or not it's going to be uh, as a wild card or if they do end up. Uh, passing the Yankees back mm-hmm. for second place, but the Blue Jays will be there. Um, if there's anything you wanted to add about the East real quick? Uh, you know, yeah, when you see, like, Tampa, Tampa's little, not really a losing streak, but a losing, losing skid that they've been on 
their offense has been the main factor for it. Their pitching's been not really amazing lights out like it has been, but their offense has been rough. I think they scored like two, I think they lost four to two yesterday to the Marlins. Uh, they lost a couple games to the Red Sox, I believe. And those are teams you just can't lose to. Uh, those were teams that the Yankees were losing to. You know, like they lost three out of four to Baltimore. It's something that every team does. Mm-hmm. But this is really the first time Tampa's struggled. Obviously, they weren't great to start the season. But this is a little bit rougher of a stretch, especially when there isn't much time left. And, you know, a, a division lead can go away pretty fast especially when there's 11 games left and you know we've seen teams blow bigger leads in three games Mm -hmm. it's gonna be tough to do but you know the Yankees have now catapulted themselves clearly into second place they're hot they need to stay hot uh Yankees have a better run differential now especially because the last two games really helping that out and you know I think it's it's still Tampa's division to win but it's also it's theirs to lose. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not going to come down to really what the Yankees do. It's going to come down to what the Rays do. Exactly. Uh, Baltimore, not much to talk about. Mm-hmm. They were kind of in the hunt for a minute, but yeah, they kind of fell back to what we kind of expected them to. The too. four game sweep of the Yankees to start this week really hurt them. Mm-hmm. So now they're twenty two and twenty seven. Boston, they're there. Yeah, they're alive. Kind of. <laughs> like, they're they're not yeah. alive in a playoff. They're just, like, they're living. Yep. They're, they're physically alive. They're playing baseball, but it ain't good. Yeah. Uh, moving on, AL Central. Um, I don't think Cleveland's ever going to win another game. Doesn't look They've like lost it. eight in a row. <laughs> yeah. Eight in a row. How? You know, when you look at where it started, the Mike Clevenger trade, after that, they started, you know, they were they're just fine. they're on a mainstream. They weren't really doing too good, but they weren't doing bad. And then just this last week, mm-hmm. they just completely nosedived right off the cliff. Yep. They just plummeted like the stock market in the 1930s. They plummeted. It was the 1920s. Now, you know what? 1920s. 1929. <laughs> that whole deal. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get it. Yeah. Um, Chicago needs... Their magic number is one to clinch playoff spot. They'd be the second team to clinch after the Dodgers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're playing Minnesota right now, I believe. I think. Who's playing the Dodgers? You said? The White Sox. The White Sox. I right think they're now. playing Minnesota. Or is Cleveland? No, Tigers are playing Cleveland. Minnesota's playing the White Sox. Minnesota's playing the White Sox, yep. There we go. Cleveland's Min- playing the Tigers. Yep, Minnesota's two games back, so this series could be huge. Yes. Well, it, it will series. be huge, but it could be even bigger. This could this is probably the decider. Mm-hmm. If this goes the White Sox way, then it's probably their division. Yep. Especially with, you know, that to win today would be a three-game lead with for them that that would put them if they win today 33 and 17, that's 50 games. 10 games left, three-game lead. That's pretty good. Yeah. And they're playing great baseball. Um, Cleveland is going to be a playoff team, I think, if they can ever get off this losing streak. Yeah, they just because need a couple more wins, and they got that one. They're 26 off. and 23. Yeah. If you win 30 games, you're going to make the playoffs. Because mm-hmm. the only threats to that right now, for that second wild card spot, Baltimore and Seattle. 
and they're both 22 and 27. Yeah. So they're four games back of for, that Cleveland spot. Yeah. So Cleveland just has to win a couple more games and get off of the schneid like mm-hmm. they are right now. And they got to get off their asses <laughs> and, and they'll be in the playoffs. But I mean, as of right now, uh, it looks like they would be playing the White Sox yep. in the first round because the White Sox are the number one seed at the current moment yep. in the American League. Um, so. and, and after we do the standings, we'll look at the playoff matchups yeah. to discuss those because mm-hmm. obviously we have the matchups from you know what the standings look like right now. But um, AL West, it's it's the A's. Yeah. It's the A's. There's... They're up six and a half games on Houston. Houston, mm-hmm. twenty four and twenty five. Yeah, they fell below five hundred this week. If, Last week they were, I think, twenty two and twenty two. Houston, if no. Houston played in any other division, they wouldn't be a playoff team. Not at all. Not That's at all. what's really uh, crappy about that. And it's unfortunate that they're going to slide in. I know, and Houston. I'm still scared of Houston in the playoffs, but I, I just, it's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. It's an unfortunate event, the fact that you can be twenty four and twenty five and be in a playoff spot, yeah, and be six and a half games back your division. They're they've won three of their last ten. They're they're on a rough path. They've hit a rough patch. Yes, they have. They're... And they've never really played like consistently good baseball, but now they're consistently bad. Mm-hmm. Like uh, they've only won three of their last ten. Um, they're not on any like winning or losing streak, Mm-mm. but they're definitely trending. Um, more towards losing. They haven't been healthy. No way around it. Their best players have not been good. Mm-mm. Minus, like, Carlos Correa has been good. Yeah. But uh, the rest of the bunch has just been bad. Lance McCullers had a good week, though. Mm-hmm. When I was looking at uh, my possibilities for pitcher of the week, he was he had a really good week, too. Um, so they've got some things going well for them, but for, for the most part, it's not looking great for them. No. Um could they be scary in the playoffs? Maybe. Maybe. If they big maybe. If they were able to get into the playoffs semi healthy, because I don't think there's a chance that they get fully healthy. Right. I haven't really looked at what their IL situation has been like, but I can't assume it's good. Right. Um You know, it's just I mean, there's no other competition. That's that's just the fact of yeah. it. And they're gonna get in almost no matter what, because mm. the I think uh, Seattle's two games back of them yeah. for that second spot. Mm, so, you know, my pipe it's... dream from last week, you know, could it still happen? Maybe. If they had kept that streak alive where they were 3-1 and one or whatever over the start, first half of the week, then they'd have a shot. But yeah. they're, they're playing slightly better baseball than the A's are, than the Astros are right now. I'm but actually, I'm curious. If they play Houston coming up, I'm going to check real Because if they play Houston and let's say they sweep them in three-game set, they're in, they're in second place. Yeah. If I uh, if they stay within three game two game two and mm-hmm. a half games, let's see here. Well, look at that. So they have coming up. Um, they have the last game coming up against the Giants. Uh, that's tonight. Mm-hmm. Then they have, and this is the rough one. They have a three game set against San Diego. Oof. So they're gonna need to take one. You need at, to at least, least one. Yeah. Two at like the best because there's no way they're sweeping them. Mm-mm. And then they have a three game set against the Astros, which that's big. And then they have a four-game set against the Athletics to end the season. That's so that's tough. a tough stretch. Yeah, that's really tough. 
So if they're going to do it, they got to earn it. Mm -hmm. They are going to have to earn it. That is for sure. Could they do it? Maybe. But that three-game set against Houston, I think, is going to be... Well, imagine they sweep Houston and they get into second place. Then they have to go play the A's in a four-game set. And the A's are going to be like, well, fuck you. (laughs) Like, we're going to sweep you. Sorry. Mm -hmm. Oh, and you know what? Okay. I think this is going to put an end to, to this speculation. Now I just pulled up the Astros schedule. Probably easy. They play their final game of the se- or of the series today against the Texas Rangers, who right okay. now they're, they're last place in the West. Yeah. Then they have a three-game set against the Diamondbacks, oh. who are last place in the uh, NL West. Mm-hmm. Then they have uh, the three-game set against the Mariners, mm-hmm. and then a four-game set against the Rangers. Oh, my God. It could not be easier. It could not be Complete easier for the Astros, and it could not be harder for the Mariners. So, okay, I think that ends that one. That discussion is That's over. That's rough. <laughs> if the Mariners were to somehow pull that off, I, I that'll be so impressive. Unlimited, unlimited claps for them because that would be so impressive. Put it on record right now. I like to say things like this: If the Seattle Mariners do this, I'm buying a Kyle Lewis jersey. Ooh, Kyle Lewis! I will do it. Kyle Lewis jersey, I'll buy it. If the Mariners go on this stretch and they knock off the Astros Mm -hmm. and they make the playoffs over the Astros for second place, I will buy a Kyle Lewis jersey. And I will wear it every time we record a podcast. Oh, that's not bad. Uh, You know, I feel like you could get somebody better. Kyle Lewis would be fun. Kyle Lewis is just the best guy they got right now. I mean, I could go for, you know... It's just because those guys aren't up, so you, know, you don't yeah, know if they're actually going to be good. Yeah, it's fun. You know, it's just, right. I'm going to Marco Gonzalez. How about no. That? <laughs> no, definitely not. <laughs> Kyle Seeger? Maybe. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I, don't know. I like Kyle Lewis, though. He's good. I like him. He yeah. had a good week, too. He's still... Yeah, he did. Now he's kind of coming back in. Yeah. Uh, NL East. NL East is interesting. Yeah. Miami isn't, like, hot, but they're they're playing good, and they have taken... Sole possession of second place over the Philadelphia Phillies. And they are only two and a half games back of the Braves. And Miami is still 25 and 22. They still have, that's 47 games. They still have 13 games left. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of time for them to, you know, make up those three games, two yeah. and a half games. Atlanta's been playing iffy. They got Cole Hamels back. I think he made his first first start of the season yesterday or the day before, something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're playing. They're offensively. Atlanta's been cruising. Uh, Miami is still minus twenty in run differential, but they're just yeah. playing. They're just playing great. And the funny thing about the Marlins is that they have one of the best pitching staffs in baseball. Yeah, which is crazy. I know they just and like Sixto Sanchez, that guy lights out. Right now, he's getting Pedro Martinez comparisons. Do you see what Pedro tweeted about him? He said Pedro Mar- Pedro Martinez said that Sixto Sanchez is like, he's just like a little Pedro except way nastier. <laughs> I like that. Way nastier. Six- like and didn't Sixto come from the Phillies, I believe? Yeah. He got dealt. The, oh, they're regretting that one. The Phillies traded Sixto Sanchez away in the deal for JT Ramuto. And they don't have Realmuto signed to an extension yet, which Phillies fans are very adamant about. Oh, so boy. there's a chance that they lose not only Sixto Sanchez, but they also don't get Realmuto. Oh, dear. So that they're screwed yeah. right now. 
Oh, I would not like to be a Phillies fan. They're in. They're stuck between a rock and a hard place currently. Yeah, there's some turmoil going on they're, over there, man. They're feeling. They're feeling it right now. Oh boy. Uh other than those three, the Mets are a breathing. Yeah, they're breathing. And the Nationals are about. They're they're like they're on a respirator. Yep. They're eighteen and twenty nine. You know, they're it's like they got polio when they're in the iron lung right now. They have less. They have less wins than Lufoy has homers too. Yeah. Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh is just a disaster. We will get to them in a minute. Adam Duvall has more home runs than Pittsburgh has wins. <laughs> Oof. Which, uh, NL Central. Obviously, Cubs are playing good baseball again. Seven yeah. of their last ten. I think it's safe to say they've won that division. They've won the division. It's a five-and-a-half game lead with ten games left. Mm-hmm. They're set. Yeah. Uh, Cincinnati coming completely out of fucking nowhere. They've won five in a row. Seven of their last ten. Yeah. They have overtaken St. Louis just barely by half a game. But they're in second place. Mm-hmm. 25 and 26. Not great at all. But they're in it. Yeah. As of last pod, they're in fourth place. They went from fourth place to second place. Yeah. And St. Louis, I think, is... Well, on this, it says they're half a game out of the wild card. Uh, yes, because I think San Francisco is there. It takes the last spot. Yeah. Yep. Um, you know, Cincinnati, they have a minus 15 run differential. Like, they have... Their offense isn't... Good. I wouldn't say it's good. It's supposed to be good, but yeah, it's not good. It's been struggling. It's been struggling. Like, I, at, at first it started hot, and their pitching was all right, but their bullpen was atrocious. atrocious. Yeah. yeah. And now their pitching staff's come alive. They're still not hitting the ball really well, but they're right. pitching. They're just being led by their pitching. Mm-hmm. You know, if they can keep it going, you know, if they're, if they're 500 in the NL, you're getting it. Yep. Because they're, there's no good teams. No. You know? Especially if you can win second place, then you're automatically in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, St. Louis is hanging on by a thread. They're only half a game back. They have a lot of games to make up still. Only played 45 games so far. Yeah. Uh, but you know what's cr- the crazy thing, though? Hmm. That second place spot is completely up for grabs. Yeah. You have right now all within one game of each other, Cincinnati, St. Louis, and Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee, as of last episode, they were in third. They fell down to fourth. But all it takes is two wins for them in Cincy and St. Louis to lose two games in Milwaukee's in second place. Yeah. So with 10, 11 games left, and I think uh, St. Louis has, if they can make them all up, it would be 15 games left. Mm-hmm. Um, whether or not they are making up all of them, I don't know for sure. But it's anyone's race Yeah. for second place. First place, like we said, locked up already. There's no way you're going to pass them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's anyone's race. Yeah. Any three of those teams can make the push. Right now, Cincinnati's making the push. But who's to say, you know, this this next week until next pod, the the Brewers don't get hot. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the the Reds slow down or the, the, the Cardinals get hot. Yeah. You know, you, you never know. The Reds might stay hot, hopefully, for the next week, and they can, they can claim it. Um, I personally would like to see the Reds because I don't like the Cardinals at all. It'd be fun for baseball to see the Reds in the playoffs yeah. again. Yeah, I think it would be. Uh, NL West. The crazy thing is about the NL West that the Dodgers have obviously locked up a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. They're thirty-five and fifteen. They're just they're rolling. 
San Diego is 32-19. and 19. They're three and a half games back. The crazy thing is the Dodgers have won five of their last ten. And San Diego has won eight of their last ten. But San Diego is still three and a half games back of them. <laughs> yeah. So the Dodgers were so good. But San Diego was really good too. But they were so far ahead that they're still three and a half games up on the Padres. Right. Even while going five, just playing 500 baseball. Uh, Dodgers are basically, at this point, they're an automatic first. They're, they're in first. They're, they're first place. Yeah. There's no chance. San Diego is going to have the second best record probably in the National League. And they're going to technically be, what, the fourth? Yeah. That's so sad. That's, you know, it is kind of sad. But with the Dodgers in first, you got to do what you got to do. You got to do what you got to do. They're going to prove why they have the second best record in baseball. I wish, especially with this setup, I feel like they should just go by record, not where you finished. Yeah. Because San Diego has the second best record in have a fourth seed. Ba- uh, what? Thirty two and nineteen. Is it in baseball? White Sox Actually, are thirty two no, and seventeen. Second, and then I think they'd come in. Yes, and then it's Tampa. Oh, yep. And yeah. Oakland. Is Oakland higher than them? Oh no, it's Tampa then Oakland because oh, okay. Oakland's thirty one and nineteen. Tampa's thirty one and eighteen. Yeah, because Dodgers, San Diego six twenty seven win percentage. That's higher than Oakland, but slightly lower than mm-hmm. Tampa. And slightly lower than Chicago. Well, yeah. not slightly, but a little bit. Uh, then third place, you have San Fran, who's in the playoffs. Got yeah. that last wild card spot. Yes, they do. And then you have Colorado, who is... They're only two games back of the wild card spot, but they're just... They're so bad. Yeah, they will get... If they make the playoffs, they're getting embarrassed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they don't have. They don't have it. It might help them. That they don't have to play in Colorado, though. That's true. <laughs> that is true. They don't got to play in Colorado because they, they came out and they announced where all like the series are going to be played in the stadiums. Because yeah. they're going to be the road team anyway because mm-hmm. they'll be a wild card. But they'd be the last wild card, and they would play the Dodgers. So, yeah. Not great. Not mm-hmm. a great matchup. And then no. Arizona's hanging out. Yep, they're not doing They're good. chilling. Yeah. So with that... Uh, we can talk about these playoff matchups as mm-hmm. the current standings show. So, start out in the AL. So, the one seed in the American League is the Chicago White Sox. They would be playing the eight seed, the second wild card. That would be the Cleveland Indians. Uh-huh. Then you'd have the Rays against the Blue Jays. That's number two versus number seven. You'd have the A's. Against the Astros, that's three versus six. And then you have the Twins versus the Yankees. Oh, boy. The all-familiar Yankees-Twins. If the Yankees get to play the Twins, I mean get to play the Twins. They don't have to play the Twins. They get to play them. <laughs> they are going... I I can't wait. That's my favorite playoff opponent I've ever had. <laughs> we haven't lost a playoff game. I'm not trying to jinx anything. This is just a stat. This is just a pure stat, not some shit I'm making up. The Yankees haven't lost a playoff game to Minnesota since, like, 2004. Oh. They've won, like, 16 in a row. Wow. If you're a Yankees fan, there is no one you want to be playing more than Minnesota. I'm looking at that, and I'm licking my chops. Yeah. Because if you can't, you obviously, if you can't, you know, win the division, if you can outplay the Rays over these last 11 games, and you end up playing, let's say... You would either get the probably the Blue Jays 
or the Astros because those are the second place teams or third. Well, Astros are or Blue Jays are the first wild card, and then the Astros are second place in the AL West. So if you overtake the Rays, you know you whether you get a better record than the A's, you'd obviously have a better record than the Rays. You know, A's could end up playing the Blue Jays. You play the Astros, or you play Blue Jays and A's stay with the Astros. You know, mm-hmm. I, I'm. I, I'm looking forward to it because if the Yankees can stay in that five spot or better, you're mm-hmm. playing either the Blue Jays, Astros, or Twins. Basically, you're not going to play the A's. You're not going to play the Rays. Right. You're not going to play the White Sox. Obviously, those are three opponents that I'm looking at. I'm like, holy shit! Like that's great because mm-hmm. the Astros in three game series, they have no Verlander. Grinky's been good, but you know, last last year we beat up on Grinky one game and he beat up on us the other. And the Blue Jays are obviously having a rough stretch. Yeah. And then the Twins are just our favorite opponent. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you say is the most intriguing matchup? For Honestly, playoffs? I got to be honest. In the American League, the one that I'm looking at, and that team's cold right now, but I'm looking at the White Sox and the Indians. Mm-hmm. Because before this eight-game losing streak, let's not, let's not remember, let's not forget. Right now, the... Indians, I believe they're 26 and 22, mm-hmm. or 23. Yep. If you take away the eight games that they just lost, that's 26 and 15. Yeah. And that was still like coming a week after the Clevenger trade. Mm hmm. That's still a very good baseball team. Yeah. And yeah, they're cold right now, but in that defense, every team is going to go through a cold stretch. Every single team. Some came at the beginning of the season, some in the middle, and some coming at the end. Cleveland right now is bearing the unfortunate circumstance that they're having their cold streak at the end going into the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You look at a team like uh, Chicago, the Chicago White Sox, or, or the Cubs, rather. Mm-hmm. They started the season on fire. Yep. I, they were like 13-2 and two in their first 15 games, and they kind of got cold, kind of played near 500, and then you know they got warmer again. Now they're 30-20. and 20. The White Sox right now, record wise and, and, and runs wise, like they're they're the best team probably in the American League. Yeah. They're the team you don't want to face. Mm-hmm. But the Cleveland Indians, they've got hitters, they've got pitchers, they can compete. Yeah. The Indians are not a bad team. Mm-mm. Their eight game losing streak kinda, you know, kinda throws you through a loop. You're like, oh well no, they suck. Oh well, no, they really don't. They really don't. They just gotta get warm again. They gotta remember how to win. Mm-hmm. And I think even for for it being a one versus eight game, that's going to be a good series. I think it's going to yeah. be because like, is it a three series? It's a three game three, series. Three game series. First round is three games. Then you get to the ALDS with the final four teams, and then you'd have the ALCS, which would be a seven game series. Yeah. And ALDS is five games, like normal. Mm-hmm. And in those three games, those are some nasty pitchers that the White Sox have to face. Mm-hmm. Aaron Savali for one. Um, second one being, uh, what's his name? I can't, they're ace. I can't, uh, I can't remember his name. Well, you have Shane Bieber. Shane Bieber, that's the, can't remember his name. Mm-hmm. You got to face Shane Bieber, who's looking like a, a possible Cy Young candidate. MVP, maybe. League and MVP, yeah. And then you got Aaron Savali, who's having a good season. And then, you know, that, that's two games right there. Yeah. That's two wins, mm-hmm. potentially. They have the pitching staff to win a three-game series. That's exactly. for sure. They have the pitching staff to win a five-game series. Yeah. 
It's just whether the offense will show up. Exactly, which that's going to be a big factor of it too. Oh, for sure. But I'm, I'm looking at that matchup, and that's it, going to be a good one. Mm-hmm. If that is how it ends up being, because um, it could flip-flop, you know, Toronto could get that last seed, or yep. if the Yankees fall, the Yankees could get it. But, you know. Obviously, the Indians, if they don't have that A-game, losing streak they're looking at where it would be Indians playing the Yankees instead of the Twins mm-hmm. or it would be Rays Indians and then White Sox Blue Jays some it's there's still a lot of time left for these um these matchups to shake out and I think we only have probably two episodes until the season to until the postseason starts because mm-hmm. last the last day of the postseason is September 27th today that's 10 days from now so you're looking at probably one episode left before one episode would be 24th. Uh, and then you'd have an off day on the 28th, and then you have the playoffs on the 29th. Mm-hmm. So the, sh- the ways this shakes out is going to be really fun to watch. Oh, yeah. And, um, you know, as we're getting short on time here, we have the NL playoff matchups. So you have... The one seed Dodgers versus the eight seed Giants. Then you have two seed Cubs versus the seven seed Phillies. You have the th- number three Braves against the number six Reds. And then you have the four seed Padres against the number five Marlins. Okay. I think when I'm looking at those matchups, my most the one I'm looking forward to the most, if it stays like that, is Padres-Marlins. Yeah, I would say the same thing. Padres-Marlins is going to be so fun to watch because not only are the Padres great, but the Marlins are a little bit like the Indians where they have that pitching staff that can really just... If you get shut down, they they still have an offense. It's not that great, but it's a three-game series. you got to win two out of three. Mm-hmm. You, you can easily win two out of three as long as you have great pitching. And you have timely hitting, and, you know, you can hit some bombs. You can get some time, you know, timely hits. It's anybody's game. Uh-huh. Like, I'm looking at Dodgers Giants. It's That's going to be a bloodbath. Two-game sweep. Yeah. Got to be. You know, Cubs-Phillies. Yeah. It's two similar teams. The Phillies are, like, a worse version of the Cubs because they both have bad uh, bullpens, mm-hmm. but a pretty good offense. And then like decent pitching, the Cubs are just better in like every single category. Mm-hmm. They're like a they're like a discount version of the Cubs. Yeah. So I'd see I could see it going three games. I could easily see the Cubs just sweeping them. Yeah. Uh, that other matchup though that I like, mm-hmm. Atlanta Cincy. That would be a fun one. Now, I think that Atlanta team, obviously, one of the more electric offenses mm-hmm. I would say in baseball right now. Yep. Um, but we were just talking about it with with Cleveland and their pitching staff. Cincinnati's one, two, three pitches are no joke. Yeah. Luis Castillo, Trevor Bauer, Sonny Gray. In a three game series when you got those three guys pitching, I like those odds. Yeah. I like those odds a lot. And obviously, you know, um, the Braves, they're gonna have, you know, uh Max Freed, um uh they just got Cole Hamels back, so you know they got good pitchers too. But going into a three-game series, looking at what Cincinnati has in their starting rotation, they could come out and they could, you know, surprise some people, you know, Mm -hmm. hold Atlanta's electric offense to to nothing. Yeah. So Cincinnati, Atlanta, that's a matchup to watch. It's a fun one. Yeah. It's – I'm – 
those are fun matchups. Like I'm yeah. looking at the white, like the AL. There's nothing really that pops to me. Like right. White Sox Indians is great. That's a great matchup because the Indians are a lot better than their record shows. Rays Blue Jays doesn't really get me excited. Doesn't get the blood flowing. Right. A's Astros. If the Astros were good, that one would be sweet. That would be great. That'd be like my favorite matchup. And then Twins Yankees can go either way because the Twins are very good, but the Yankees have been so dominant. Yeah, they're so historically good against so the historically twins. good against the Twins, and I don't. I just don't think the Twins. Like yeah. the Twins had a great offense last year, and everybody talked about how great it was, and like, oh, they could really, you know, put it to the Yankees. The Yankees dominate them in three games. Like, yeah, you know, anything can happen, but the Yankees, you know, they're just so historically good, and I think my favorite, I think that Padres Marlins series is my favorite matchup. Like, I look at like those first, those last three matchups, other than Dodgers Giants, those three matchups in the NL look really fun to me like Cubs Phillies that's cool mm-hmm. you know Phillies haven't been in the playoffs in a while uh Braves Reds is always great because it's a great offense against a great pitching staff and then Padres Marlins is just two fun teams yeah badly that'll enough. be that's gonna be the fun one those yeah. are two of probably the more fun teams to watch at yeah. the moment and it's like if that if it was Padres Marlins and then probably in the AL is the A's Astros one if the Astros were actually good like if the Astros could get really hot over this last stretch and, you know, get a little bit healthier, it'd be a fun one. Yeah. Uh, that, I think, will do it for this episode. Yeah. Do you have but, any quick predictions? Maybe make a quick prediction before we get out of here? Let's see. I can probably think of one. Um, hmm. If you can't think of one, I got one for you. You know what? Tell, tell me yours. This is going to be mine. And this is going to be a bit of a shocker. My prediction this week, by next pod, the Padres are going to be in first place. Ooh. I think the Dodgers are going to go on a little bit of a skid. Padres are going to wind up in first place. Check the schedule we'll check for the, the schedule. Padres. I want to see how many. If they play the Dodgers, you know, once, you know, they can get within that half game. Or if it's a four-game series and they sweep, you know, Coming they, they overtake this them. this week before next podcast, the Padres... They play three games against the Mariners, uh, two games against the Angels, and four against the Giants. Ooh. Those are winnable games. Ooh, they could easily win all those. Yeah. And now the Dodgers, on the other hand, they play four against the Rockies, oh. three against the A's, and okay. then three against the Angels. Oh. Okay. Well. And they play at Colorado for those four. Well, that helps. Yeah. Uh, for the Do- Dodgers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it does. Um, but that that's gonna be my prediction. I think the Padres, they're gonna they're gonna by one game, the Padres are gonna take first place for at least Ooh. a second. They're gonna have the second. lead. They're I gonna have the lead for a day. That's my weekly prediction. The Padres are taking first place. I'm gonna go with this one, and that is uh, I'm gonna say that we're gonna have our third no hitter this week. Oh boy! I'm not gonna come out here and try and be Nostradamus with these standings. I'm not gonna, you know, I got real lucky with the Yankees prediction last week. I'm not gonna try and double up on it. I'm not gonna risk that. <laughs> I'm gonna go with that. There's gonna be our third and final no hitter. Okay. Maybe perfect game. I okay. don't know. Okay. I don't know. All right. I like that prediction. I think you it's. You said there was game. gonna be three. 
earlier this year. We're going to get three, I think. Here it comes. Number three. Watch out this week. We'll see. Keep your eyes on some box scores. We'll see you next Wednesday. Or next Thursday, Jesus. (laughs) Next Thursday. Another pod coming at you. Next Thursday. All right. See ya. Every day I'm hustling, 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 hustling. Every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling, every day I'm hustling.